<laughs> She's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> but this is Blur Talk with Bola. And Whitney, who is a little bit under the weather, you all. Yeah. She sounds a bit different. Just don't mind it. Don't Find mind it. it. So it is, I think it sounds a little bit sexy, though. Okay. <laughs> I do like a deeper voice myself. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so we are Blurred Talk with Bola and Whitney. You Blurred got your fashionista Blurred and Bola and your tech savvy Blurred and Whitney. Whitney. And we are here to talk about the topic for this episode is Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> But that's later, guys. That's later. Yes, yes, yes. We did watch that, and we will talk about it. (sighs) The seriousness of it. Much later in the episode. First, (laughs) we're going to talk about our usual segment, which is blurting out. So, I'm going to go first this time and talk about what I've been blurting about this week. So, y'all, I went on vacation to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Something, something, something. Okay, okay. Anyway, there's a Will Smith song about Miami. (laughs) And I don't know all the words. There's some Spanish in it, too. So, I don't know. But I was in Miami this past weekend, and I loved it so much. I had a little bit of taste of everything. um, And I went when it wasn't too hot. It was just great. I enjoyed every little time. I went down for a wedding with my um with some family friends and so and they're from the islands too, so it was just great because there was some dance hall music that was played Ooh. which is close to Afrobeats, which I love. And so I love to get my dance on, y'all. I got a few <laughs> cups of wine in me. <laughs> and I was dancing, y'all, I was dancing. I had a good time. Um You should be dancing. So yeah. Wait, 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 start the What you doing in your What you doing in your Hey You should be dancing. Yeah. Anyway, I love that song. But um I had such a good time, Whitney. Florida's so beautiful, but it's something about that place. It's so colorful, full of culture. I love that I was like hearing Spanish music in every little corner I walked at. That's funny. I've never actually been to Miami. I've been to Orlando multiple times, but never Miami. I enjoyed myself in Miami way more than Orlando. We, well, we really? had a really nice con. Yes. What, 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 what's the difference that made you enjoy well, it more? I'm not going to lie. When I went to I went to Orlando with my mom and um, the family friend that I went to Florida with this time too. Uh-huh. But they're both older ladies, uh-huh. and we did not go to any of the amusement parks. Oh. We went to the theme parks. The only one we went to was the Holy Land Experience, and I was like, "Trip to Florida for my graduation," but this is the only place I'm going to. <laughs> I mean, I liked the Holy Land Experience, but um. It was nice, but I was like, man, I wish you could just roll up to Disney real quick. <laughs> See, well, you can't make an actual judgment until you actually go to Orlando. You're right, you're right. You're the right. Pro- you know, the right way. Anyway, somebody was scaring me about alligators. So while she was trying to sell me a timeshare, not knowing that I wasn't the one paying for the vacation, um, <laughs> I was like, she told me about how she hit an alligator with her car, and then they like they're all over the place. So I was like, okay, hurricanes and alligators... Just coming across the street, I'd rather deal with the deer in this area of Richmond, VA, than deal with the alligators. Just, that was scary. I don't like alligators. So, she made me scared <laughs> while I was driving, because I did all the city driving. 
Um, and it was another road trip. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, the drive was probably the worst part of Miami. Driving down from Virginia, Central Virginia, all the way to the Miami's like near the coast, you know. So like fourteen near hours. Near the bottom, it was more than that. It was like sixteen hours. Oh wow! It was only fourteen if you drove straight without stopping, mm-hmm. and we had to stop. It was too long. And so we had several drivers in the car, but everyone was so tired. And, you know, the car kind of keeps you in this kind of low listlessness. You're just like, oh. I was trying to read and I couldn't. <laughs> and I just kept getting sleepy. So the drive was like the main thing that was like bad. I think if we had been able to stop over, mm-hmm. like I did with my other long trip that I took with a bunch of friends, we would dro- we drove from Richmond to St. Louis. No, to Kansas City. But we stopped over. Missouri? Mm-hmm. Is that in, like, the middle of the country? Mm-hmm. It was totally different time zone. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And so we drove there, but we had a stopover where we all got to sleep at night. So oh, okay. we made it, we woke up in the morning fresh, started driving again. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been better, but we took a lot of small little breaks. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed road trips. It's nice. Just the car ride was really long. But Florida was so beautiful. I loved it so, so, so much. It was the palm trees and the atmosphere it was lively it was colorful i went um after the wedding we went for some of the friends i had made that are my, my, around my age uh, mm-hmm. i think they were cousins of my the lady that i had gone on vacation with mm-hmm. but they were like let's go out you guys let's go get some drinks let's go see some so one of them who he lives in the virgin islands normally shout out to jay jay williams hey <laughs> um he was in the Virgin Islands mostly, but he has friends all over. And so he had a friend that was in Miami, and he was like, yeah, I got my friend. You can take us out. You can show us out. So we all went in his car, and he was like a tour guide. He was telling us about this. That boy's taking us to this club, that club. We were, I've never bar hopped in my life, but mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed this time. Because <laughs> if you don't like a certain place, I like not getting stuck there. Uh-huh. The first place he took us was really cramped. Like Everybody was in this club, but it was really smoky. Like, everyone was smoking and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I was like, trying to get a drink took, like, 20 minutes. Because everyone was trying to get at the, the bartender. Yeah. But I had the best mojito ever in that club. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they had music I didn't really care for. All that new um Drake and hip-hop. I mean, I, I don't mind Drake, but I'm just not so much into the new hip-hop-ish stuff. Not all the time. Mm-hmm. So I like it. But it doesn't get me going. Dancing. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool, that's cool. But I want something that really gets me going. Some of the stuff that we used to listen to, you know? Yeah. I'm about to be 30, so I like some other stuff. So I was just like, the music is not that popping. It's not dancey, really. So I was happy to get out of there. So he took us to another place that was, like, really empty. Uh But it was nice because we just got to sit down and talk with each other. We got another drink and just sat down, like, and took some pictures when they were closing. And I just loved it. It was nice. Our hotel was really nice. We were at the 36th floor. 35, really, because apparently I learned that a lot of hotels that go beyond a certain number of floors don't have a, a floor 13. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? I'm not superstitious, really. But I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's up with that, you know? Yeah. Um. So we were really on the 35th floor, but it was 36. And I took some great pictures. We had some nice food. It was just lovely. I was like, I gotta go back with just the girls so we can have more fun. Yeah. Because Saturday was monopolized by the wedding and things. And also the driving. Somebody else has to drive because they were really reckless down there, the driving. And I, I couldn't take it. <laughs> Somebody had to take over for me because they're like, you can't be no courteous driver. Look how they're driving down here. You get out of the car. I'm going to drive now. <laughs> huh. 
<laughs> she got so tired of me drunk because so like New York or drinking. something. I don't know. I just like they. They're kind of. They rush and they like go over each other. And they're like, "Hey, get in where you can fit in, okay?" I remember some dude stopped right in the middle of the road. Traffic was trying to go, and he just wanted to take something out of his car to give to somebody. Wow. He stopped his car right in the middle. We were all watching this, and I was like, "What is he doing? Is Thank he douchebag?" I'm just, literally, he's like stopped right in the intersection just to give somebody something and other cars were trying to pass. It was crazy. And I was like, oh, I'm in Miami. <laughs> um, wow. The only thing I was mad is I really wanted a mimosa while I was there and I couldn't get one. Well, you can get a mimosa here. Yeah, so or let's do that. Or you can get a mimosa in D.C. Ooh, yeah. Let's get a mimosa here. Maybe brunch or something. That would okay. be nice. Yeah. Um, There was a lot of shopping to be had, but there was a lot of expenses. That it was expensive, but they had a lot of jewelry. I bought some jewelry. You know I love jewelry, right, Whitney? I do know that. And so I just—it was awesome. So I'm learning out about Miami. I love you, Miami. <laughs> and I learned what Miami meant. Um, apparently it's an Algonquin <coughs> word for like a certain group. And Algonquin like the Algonquin, like Algonquin a, Indians. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Apparently, in their language, Miami, Miami, like a variation of it was used to describe them as a people group. Oh. Um, and so I, that was interesting to learn. I don't know who ended up using the name for that city. Um, and it's totally not like, when you think Miami, you really don't think <laughs> Native American. You really think like Hispanic culture, Cuban especially. Mm-hmm. A lot of bodegas, a lot of different um, like Spanish culture. Like I said, I kept hearing reggaeton and, and Spanish music playing every like different places and spots. Yeah. And I liked it. But um, I thought that was very interesting. I never knew where Miami came from. So, Google, you rock. That is awesome. I'm going to let you go now because I've been talking too long. But I do have a bloating out number two thing. <laughs> okay. You go first. You go next, I mean. Next thing. Um, I have been blurting out mm. about... A show called Forged in Fire, Knife or Death. No. Yeah. I mean, I watched the show. It's on History Channel. Ah. There's this one show called Forged in Fire, and it's a bladesmith. It's a reality comp- competition about bladesmiths. Mm. Which you are, would be interested in yeah. some blades. So violent, Whitney. <laughs> you just have weapons. that you would love to have, like, a whole thing of weapons. That would be awesome. <laughs> I bet when the zombie apocalypse comes, whose house are you going to want to come to? That's true, because you're going to have, like, guns, knives, swords, and anything else. Shuriken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I do like swords, though. Yeah. So, for people who don't know, a bladesmith is just a blacksmith who makes, uh, who who, like, specializes in making blades, Mm -hmm. knives, swords, Mm -hmm. etc. But um, they have a spinoff that started, like, a few weeks ago or a month or so ago. And it's called Fortune, Fire, Knife, or Death. So instead of people, like, making swords, they have people come in with their own bladed weapons, and they have to basically go through this, like, intense course where they have to cut and, like, uh, stab different, like, objects oh my God. to see how well their weapon holds up and how well they can use the weapon. So they have to, like, cut through ropes. They have to cut wait, through, wait. like, buckets. So not only do you have to be good at making the... Well, you don't have to have made your weapon for knife oh, or death. Okay, okay. You can have bought it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You just have to... It's it's focused on you being good at using... Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. I was like... The weapon. 
Wait, you gotta be good at making them and using them? Yeah, no, fortune <laughs> fire, now. you have to be good at making them. Fortune fire, knife, or death, you have to be good at using it. Okay, okay, interesting. You would love a show like this. I do. Just stabbing and grabbing. I was and watching grabbing. another episode today, and I was like yelling as if I was at like a live what were you football yelling? game. I, was like, I was like, yeah! <laughs> I was like, no man, I was like, you gotta slow up, you gotta slow up, you gotta, you can't go too quick. I was like, ah! Yeah, anybody have a chakra? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's got a ring blades. <laughs> chakra probably wouldn't be very as effective in this particular course, like mm. with the different things they have, because there are certain. <laughs> Zena, hashtag Zena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, that's what I've been blurting out about. Oh, cool, cool. Knives and such. We'll have to look at that. Just to, I kind of want to. I'm kind of interested to see who was on that show. Like, I imagine some people that are like Dwight from The Office. My sister's been watching The Office, like, binge-watching it. Mm -hmm. And so, I've been noticing how crazy Dwight... I love Dwight, actually. His character is so out there, but unique. But he has weapons all over The Office. Uh Uh-huh. And so, you saying that makes me think about somebody like Dwight being on a show like that. Like, he would be on a show like that. And be like, I'm gonna win it all. I'm going to stab and grab and steal and whatever, whatever. The guy who actually won uh, the episode I just watched, the new episode, he was actually Oh, somebody. is it my episode of like, People Win? Yeah. Ah. So, Fortune Fire, the one that's like the bladesmithing competition, that one is episodic. Mm-hmm. It's just like each episode is self-contained. Though they have like fan favorite ones where they'll bring people back who, who like fans liked a lot and mm-hmm. have them compete against other fan favorites. But... Uh, Knife or Death, the way they're going to do it is each round, like each episode, one person wins. But then at the end, they're going to have the winners, all of the winners compete mm. for the like grand prize. Oh, so there's going to be like a super obstacle course, right? I don't know if they're going to have a super obstacle course or if it's just going to be like uh, everyone competing one more time, like the best competing against them. Okay, I can see that. But I don't know for sure because they haven't gotten there yet. This is the first season. It's like a new show. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. So you're loving that right now. I'm loving it because one day I'm going to have myself, I'm going to make myself like a carpentry slash glass blowing slash blade and (laughs) blacksmithing shop. Just a lot of of doing, a lot of physical. That's right. A lot of doing, making stuff. Uh, That's cool. I love that you like to make stuff. Um, Okay. So I have one more thing I'm going to blur out about, um, and this is actually another podcast, but because I am someone, everybody knows, well, all you guys know that at the end of the show, we definitely posted our social media and stuff. And mine is called Bola Story B, and the story is really significant to me because I love stories, and I love not only fictional stories, but I love real stories too, and I love hearing people's life stories and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so hearing people give poetry slams and all that kind of thing, I love that. Um, and my friend, my best friend, Anui, she sent me, <laughs> love you, Anui. Um, but Anui sent me like a clip of just a, of, uh, someone giving their life, their story out, right? Mm-hmm. And it was this awesome, beautiful story about an older woman who fell in love with a young man. He was like, she was 40 something. He was 29. They had like a passionate affair in, in Europe. And I was all over it. I love stuff like that. I'm like, yes, I wish that was me. You know? <laughs> Um, but, um, and how romantic the guy was, and he was this, and he loved her, and they were doing it everywhere. Oh. And, uh, oh sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was feeling that part too, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, just the romance of it, you know, 
her life story. But then the problem was that she discovered that she thought she could just live her life with him. Uh-huh. She, but she discovered that after a while, he being a young man, he was only 29, he wanted children. Mm-hmm. And she had already had two grown children. Mm-hmm. And so she just felt conflicted because she's like, I don't want any more children. Uh-huh. And she could not keep him from that thing because, you know, she just, she knew that's a goal of his. He wanted to be with her. They, they love each other. They like cried and they like obsessed and they like tried to separate and they came back together to just because they had loved each other so much. It was so intense, their love for each other. But she just knew that she could not be what he needed. He She did not want to keep him from the joy of having children. Mm-hmm. And so she was trying to set him up with other women and all that kind of stuff. None of it was working. But then she talked about how one day she was in a coffee place by herself in Europe somewhere and this beautiful redheaded woman dressed nicely in a nice hat just came and she was a story writer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just loved the woman from the beginning. She was like, I gotta introduce you to somebody. And her, the guy she was with and the the redhead girl, yeah. when they met, they hit it off so well. Mm-hmm. So she felt pleased to leave him with her. Hmm. And so, and then they had seen each other like four years past, and they had seen each other again, and the the two of them were still together. Uh-huh. And then the redhead, the redhead, and, and the guy she was with uh-huh. were still together. I think his name was Jean Michel, and I don't know what the redhead girl's name was. I don't know what the the woman's name was who was giving the story. I don't remember. I'm sorry, y'all. But um, the woman it was in, they were in France, so the the redhead girl spoke French, and mm-hmm. so in French she had come up to her after the four years and was like. Are you the fairy? And she ended the story like that. And it was so nice because it was like she had given her this person that she, like, they spend their life together. They, I think they got married and went on to have children and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But it was like she was the fairy that brought them together. Oh, that's so cool. It was so cool. But the way that the, the way the, what's really cool is that this was given to me as a clip as part of a show called The Moth, mm-hmm. which is apparently like, um, they make shows all over the city, all over, not the city, but all over the nation, uh-huh. um, where people just come and tell their personal stories. Yeah. And it's real stories. It comes from them, their lives, and all that kind of stuff. And so they make these, um, it's kind of like listening to a spoken word type of thing, mm-hmm. um, except it could be anybody. They're just kind of telling you a story. Maybe there's a theme for the night, uh-huh. and you bring up a story about that theme. Um, and so they have a podcast where they put all of these stories and I mean, I was hooked as soon as I found out what it was, as soon as I heard, I heard only that one clip of that one story at the end, it said to find out more, go to the, you know, the moth. And I was like, the moth. So I looked that thing up real quick on Stitcher and, and I found it and I listened all day to different stories. Huh. It was wonderful. There were different stories about people's lives and they're touching. They're like slice of life type things. They're not like full stories, complete. Like some of them are just little, little bits here and there. And they're all about people's personal experiences. I was so enthralled. I had to thank Anu. I was like, Anu, you have no idea what you helped me find. And the storyteller in me and the story lover in me was like just jumping (laughs) the whole day. I was listening to it in my car. I was driving around that day and I just listened to different stories. And I loved it. And now I could tell somebody some of these stories, you know? So 
I love the Moth podcast now. So, yes, I will promote another podcast. Y'all listen to the Moth if y'all want to really yeah, just get I'm some different stories. right now. Like, if only for to hear that one story, I would like to hear that. Ooh, I'm going to send you that, that story. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to send it to you because I still, she sent it to me through Messenger. But that story was beautiful. The way she, the way she uh, told the story. Yeah. Because she embellished more and she had an accent. I'm thinking she spoke English, Spanish, and French. Ooh. Because she was, oh my god, it was so beautiful. I thought I was in like the Tusk Under the Tuscan Sun movie or something. <laughs> and I love movies like that. And so, but I just like that people were getting up there to tell their stories. And they're just regular people. They have jobs. They have different things that they, that they do. Mm-hmm. They just decide like, no, I'm going to get up, join this thing and tell my story. And they're really, it's really cool. Some of them are funny. Some of them are sad. Some of them are heartbreaking. Some of them are just really cool, quirky. I just like it. So, all y'all feel like stories. Are just to, It's a nice break from people just complaining about something. Just hear somebody's life, you know? That's awesome. I love it. So, and, I'm learning uh, about we'll, that. We'll throw that in the uh, the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we'll throw the one for the episode she's talking about in the show notes, too. Because if you're like me, you. I want that particular one as well. Yes, it was so lovely. I'm going to post the, the video link or something. Because I, she sent me just that singular one on the video, mm-hmm. um, and so I went and went on their website. I looked them up, and I thought, and I subscribed to the podcast. I started listening right away, but I did not know where that particular one came from. But she just knows me, so she knows that this you would love this story, and I'm like, I do. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, by the way, people, you. Uh... Bola hasn't really said so much about it, but she is a writer. Oh, uh, yeah. She I hasn't am. written anything in a while. In fact, <laughs> wow, she's got some stories. You are Rosetta You are doing By the way, y'all, her high-pitched, shrill voice is because of the family guy. It's <laughs> a family guy. It's Stewie from Family oh Guy when he's uh, talking to Brian about that novel that he took like years and years and years. No, finish. she always does this to me, y'all. Always. I'm a, she's a constant reminder of how you need to get back to writing and stop playing. <laughs> and I love her for it, but it's like always. But she put me on blast. Just <laughs> okay. Now, go ahead, Whitney. You talk next. <laughs> Oh, that was it. We were we were on your. Uh... Well, I guess we that were... was all I'm blurting out about Miami. Y'all go visit Miami. Take money and like especially Uber money because the parking down there is crazy. Uber or Lyft people. Mm-hmm. Or Lyft. Yeah. Oh. Quite nice. Oh, okay. Is it better than? I've never used both. To be honest with you, I've never used them. Actually, I think people like the actual drivers prefer Lyft. Hmm. Because I think they it treats them better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something came out about Uber or something. It's been they... popular here. Like if you go on like different, especially like on Indeed for job search and stuff. I always see a Lyft ad after looking or applying for things. Yeah. So I'm like, Lyft must be like really popular around here, around this particular part of the country. Yeah. Richmond VA, y'all. Richmond VA. But yes, I. Lift, lift, lift is another option. You guys mm-hmm. should also give Lift a try. Yes, but I was in Miami. I was like, no, you just can't just roll your car up. And maybe if you find a parking deck, like we did when we went um, bar hopping, we did find a parking deck. 
just stuffed the car in there, and then we just kind of walked around. But we did walk around a lot of places, up and down. Especially if you're going to go bar hopping. If you're going to be drinking, then definitely do Lyft or Uber, you guys. Luckily, we were all, we all just did two drinks, and we were done. Yeah, okay. Because I had had, like, two glasses of wine and another mixed drink at the wedding, but I drank water in between, and I ate a lot of food. And I've never been drunk in my life, because I just don't believe in inebriation like that. I don't really care to be drunk. I yeah, like social drinking. Yeah, social drinking. So I've well. never been drunk, and the people were like, what? And I was like, yeah, because it's just not me. One, drinks are expensive. So <laughs> I was like, I paid $10 for this one glass of drink. Um, two, it's just not me. Like, I like to drink socially to taste things, but I'm like, oh, no, that's not me. I'm, and I prefer to drink wine, actually. I like savoring and just how the calmness it brings me. Just it kind of relaxes me. So, I was not about to, like, we had drank twice, two places, and I was like, you know what, I was done with that second one. If we were going to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. to another bar, I was not going to drink anything. I was going to just get some water and keep it moving. But, um, I like to try things. I did try different things. And he told me about, one of the guys that was with me told me about this one thing called kombucha. Kombucha. It was like a cider, fermented cider thing. It wasn't beer, but it wasn't... He just told Ale? me to try it. It was it was so weird. I don't know huh. what to call it, but he said that it, I should really try it. It has a cidery taste. Because I like hard cider, but I don't like beer hmm. at all. I really don't like beer. So I was like, anything beer, like, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like hard ciders. So I was like, it has, he said it was, it's fermented. It's, I don't know, I like things that are fermented. Okay. But I'm going to try it. One day we will both try it and we'll see what we say. We'll talk about it on the show. Okay. But it's a weird We'll have a drink. tipsy episode. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> anyway, y'all, if y'all know about Kombucha, let us know. Just contact us on our Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. All right. So we got some topics we want to talk about next before we get into Infinity War, y'all. Um, y'all know, y'all, I know y'all been hearing about <clears throat> the craziness that has been going on with Kanye West and the stuff coming out of his Twitter and out of his mouth, and there's a lot to be said. Um, and then we just kind of want to address it. Topics in blackness. <laughs> That's the second <laughs> topic. Topics in blackness, okay? I should have some music to go with that. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, something. <laughs> um, and so, Whitney, so what have you heard about uh, some of Kanye West's like, scandalous statements on Instagram and <laughs> in person? So what I've heard is basically about the main thing I uh, like that stuck out to me that I heard was his comment about slavery. He was like when he said that if you if uh if we've been in slavery for four hundred years, he was like if you're in it for that long, that sounds like a choice. And that was just such a bone-headed, asinine thing to say. It was an ignorant thing to say. Yeah ignorant thing to say and i feel like okay i'm trying to get out like okay what was he really trying to say it did not come across it just says what it says you i'm like i just don't get how you could think that black people would want to choose to be enslaved for 400 years um and then he's talking i remember some of his other tweets were about slave mentality and also something about dragon blood that him and Trump share. What? Yes. What is dragon blood? Dragon, no, dragon energy. Dragon energy. I'm telling you. What Kanye is dragon is gonna, energy? He's gone off the deep end for real, y'all. But apparently he had said this thing. 
on TMZ, and a black dude in the TMZ had to call him out. They recorded it and everything. He got called out, like, badly. They were like, we don't know what you become now. Because you're just saying some stuff out of your mouth, and it doesn't sound like you're educated. It doesn't sound like you have any pulse on the black community. I understand what you're trying to say, that people, um, black people complain about racism too much. That's kind of what one of the comments was. But... I was like, you can, yeah, we can complain because why? It's still happening. You, you, you could say stop complaining if something is over, but it hasn't ended. That's mm. the problem. Yeah. That's what black people are trying to say. Like, it's still happening in different ways. And because of the slavery time is why we feel so disenfranchised or we feel so, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disadvantaged. Like, we have a disadvantage, mm. you know, and I get it. It's still seen. It's, why do we have, like, the first black superhero movie? In this time, as opposed to all the other movies that's been out about superheroes, why do we have to continue to proclaim? Oh, the first black um, drama actor to get an award at the Oscars or the uh, Golden Globes, or whatever he did, and this is twenty eighteen, yo. And so it's like people of color, we just been there's the disparity and there's not it's not equal. So for him to say stuff like that, I'm just I'm like, do you not get the struggle? I mean, you're rich right now. And you're not even married to a black woman. So, I was like, do you really get the struggle? I just didn't understand what was wrong with him. He really lost his black card. <laughs> all his rants. And he supports Trump, which, you know, a lot of black people don't. <laughs> well, let me not get into the politics, I guess. I guess. What do you think, Whitney? Well, uh, I guess. Bo is the more um, current events type person Mm -hmm. in the duo here so she's more up on everything but I gotta say that if he was talking about slave mentality I can understand that Mm -hmm. to be free but still have the mindset of um of slavery or saying that we focus too much on racism I think that there is something to what he's saying because some people racism for sure still exists today, but some people make that the thing that that holds them back. Mm. They rely on that Mm. as to why they're not doing anything. And they use that as like a crutch. It for sure exists and it for sure can have a negative impact on us. But honestly, I feel that, People can only hold you back so much. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. There it is out there and it will have a negative impact on you to a certain point. But if you keep going, somebody somewhere, you're going, you're going to triumph. It's going mm-hmm. to make you stronger. You're going to be better, faster. Work it harder, make it better, do it faster, makes it stronger. Yeah. is never over. I love the pentatonic version. Like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, let's not. But that's what. But that's how I feel about it because it for sure exists. Well, but some time. people <laughs> really lean too heavily on it, and yeah. on some situations where it doesn't even apply. I can't tell you how many times, particularly where I work, people are like, "I didn't get this job," and people are discriminating against me and oh. me having looking at how they run their business or their like documents and stuff. I'm like, dude, your stuff is jacked up. <laughs> That is why you did not get the job. I know, right? Um, I see. I get that part, but it's like all this extra stuff that he's saying. It doesn't let us hear 
that as his main message. Like, uh, well, I'm going back to the 400 years thing talked about, the choice thing, like that word usage. Oh, yeah, that, that not, is awful. I, I can't even, I don't even know how you... If you were linking it to the whole thing about slave mentality. But the problem is he said that choice thing on TMZ and the, the other and thing about slave thinking... mentality on Twitter. So they weren't connected. It's just, he's just been tweeting too much now. He's been like Trump, just... Take yeah. the phone away from me. And the 400 years thing, that just totally just threw it completely I'm off. Because that think... shouldn't have even come into it. Because it's one thing to have to say someone has a slave mentality. But when you bring in 400 years, no, that's that that particular like, period had nothing to do with mentality. And I was like, do you not know your history? And so many, there are so many examples of when black people have tried to rise up. They have not been successful. They've been quelled, shut down, and then more systems are put in place to keep them down. True. Nat Turner Rebellion, that was like the first and last slave rebellion you ever heard. And they did not get that far and what? All of them died. All of them got killed because they got caught. And then look at Black Wall Street. That was coming up, but because the white man thought at the time, I'm not talking about against white people, but at that time, they were like, no, they're getting too much power. So what? It got burned down to the ground. All of Black Wall Street. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna find the thing so you can see what I'm talking about. Hmm. But so it's like so many different examples, you know, of different ways where the black people have tried to come up, and they've been shut down, they've been put down by those oppressive systems and racism and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so the 400 years they could not after that Nat Turner thing, you did not see another uh incident of slave rebellion of uprising on that scale. Mm-hmm. In fact, that scared them so much that they made sure they keep it on lock. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't even fight those systems and powers that be at the time. So it's like to even uh, to even suggest that they had a choice in that, in changing their life and not. I'm like, how can you leave your life? Like, how can you leave when you have no money? You have no prop. You have nothing to your name. You can't like just I'm gonna sail back to Africa or the Caribbean or somewhere else. No, there was not even there was not even like fast modes of transportation. They were really, they could have gotten caught. Like, I just, for me, I'm like, you do not get the system of oppression that was in place. It was so strong. Yeah. So I like to think that, that to even suggest that, oh, they might have had a choice in it because it was 400 years. I'm like, actually, even the Israelites were enslaved for that, for almost that time. Yeah, exactly. They didn't get out of that either. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, Kanye, you're just, you're just, I just can't. I can't with you. Yeah. You've been revoked. You can just go on to the Kardashian land and be one of them, <laughs> whatever they are, because you are not with the blacksmiths right now, okay? Yeah, for sure. But um, I think that, like, as far as being, like, held down, I think a lot of it we should be better about supporting each other. Because, mm-hmm. you know... Mm-hmm. A lot of the other communities, mm-hmm. Jewish communities, etc., they mm-hmm. support their yes. other community like business ventures and stuff. And I think I feel like that the black community, a lot of the times, we're not really good about doing that. You know, and you on know the what? other side, though, there is also to me the Cain and Abel <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, where just because it's a black business, it's like support them, but it's no, it's like no. Just because it's a black business, you still got to bring your A game. You can't just be like uh, Kane, like, I'm just going to bring my, here's my C-level apples, <laughs> guys. My little, little, 
spritz of wheat, <laughs> a little this and that. Yeah. Throw it together, slap it in there. Here's my apples that all have a dent in them. But God, <laughs> here's my offering. And why yeah. you mad about me not bring? Yeah. No, we can't do that. If we we support each other, but we also need to bring our best game to going, it. Going back to it, I agree. I definitely agree because it's not even. I have to say this because uh, I'm black and I can say this too. Um, but I feel like that's not even just an American thing. Mm-hmm. If you look at the continent now in uh, Africa, that's the one of the main things that is wrong as well. That lots of times people do not come up to support each other. They're all about grabbing them what they can get. Mm-hmm. But I my th- my theory on looking and examining history and stuff was that. Black people have been shown to be such a strong force mm-hmm. that it was only in dividing them could they conquer them. Yes. Like, that is how the apartheid was even able to be established. You have so many black cultures and uh, tribes all together in one place in South Africa, yet these little white people could just come up in here. And the reason why they did it was like they got the two main tribes, the, the Hosa tribe. I tried, y'all. Don't, don't, don't crucify me. I don't do the click languages. My family, they don't do the click languages. But the Hosa tribe and the Zulu tribe were like two fierce tribes, like really big, prominent ones. What the uh, the, the Europeans were able to do was to turn them on each other and blend, have them blame each other for stuff. Mm-hmm. So while they were fighting each other, they could come up in there and like, we're going to quell this and put this together. And by the way, we're taking over. And that's how they were able to do it. Like, they got kings and queens... Uh, in African kingdoms to sell their people off for goods, guns and tobacco and stuff that they never needed used or in the first place. So it's almost like you see the history of like, that's the way to get to black people. If we can divide, divide them, and have conquer. them fight themselves, that's what the problem is. Yeah. And black people have been doing the same thing since. We would be a strong force if we get together, but we are sometimes tearing each other down, tearing, tearing each exactly. other apart. We need to, I think it'd be good for us to have our own microcosms of supporting each other's mm-hmm, businesses mm-hmm. and then if it's not up to par little microcosms of helping to fill each other's weaknesses mm-hmm. how can this be better mm-hmm. because i i gotta tell you guys if your stuff is crap i don't care if you're black i'm not buying for it that's so a, that's you're gonna have to you're gonna have to step time. it up mm-hmm. so i mean that doesn't mean that you will never get there we can still work on building each other up getting our, getting each other to the place where we can get there. Come together. Mm-hmm. Right now. Over me. <laughs> you always sing this song <laughs> so many times, but it is so, so relevant right now. It is. It is. Because together, we y'all. can be so much. But we've got to, we've got to be aware of that. We're not even aware They've been of our us own against power. each other, y'all. They've been putting us against each other. We have to stop coming against. So that's why what, what Kanye has said is so hurtful because it's like, you don't need to be coming against us like that when we're trying to be solidified right now. And I felt he was coming at black people's neck, you know? I just, was, I just didn't get him. I don't get him. And he says he's a free thinker, but I just think his narcissism is on another level. That he just thinks he could just say whatever the hell he wants without any consequences, and don't think anyone's gonna like get at him for what he says. For what he says, and I'm glad that that person in TMZ just was like, "What have you become?" Because nowadays I just don't know. Every time he changes hair, he changes his outfit. He's in and out of rehab or for mental instability and stuff. So I'm just like, Kanye, I don't know about you. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over him. Let's move on to the next, the next topic. Elrod. 
All right, so the next topics in blackness. <laughs> oh, but I'm sorry, guys. I just want to interject really quickly here. Speaking of supporting businesses, you know that Bola works with her sister, and they got um, Shashi Designs, yeah. have some awesome jewelry. So yes. for sure, I support that. It's hey, They've got some hey. amazing things. I'm waiting on my airing somebody might. Yes, Shashi. Let's get on her. <laughs> That's my sister. But, but, uh, <laughs> why don't you shout out Bola with the like uh, links and stuff on our social media for yeah, that? Yes, so just on Shashi Designs, um, at Shashi Designs. That's basically it. And it's S-H-A-W. So like Shaw and then she, S-H-I, Designs. Uh, Instagram and you can see all the um, all the different designs that my sister makes. We take um African fabrics. Like you guys have been seeing them a lot everywhere. The Kente cloths and the Ankara and the, all, basically all the African fabrics that you've been seeing in the stores. People wearing them to, you know, the Black Panther stuff. All that stuff. We have we buy the fabrics and everything. We make jewelry out of it. And so, well, she does most of the making and I just help. <laughs> so it's called Shashi Designs and you can find us out. On Instagram, like I said, she has an Etsy store. Everything is on Instagram for now. So check us out, y'all. Yeah. That's right, you guys. And if you're looking for some good fashion advice, Bola is available as a stylist. <laughs> Very <personal> true. shopper. <laughs> Very <coughs> true. Very true. And if you're looking for business advice, I say contact with me at Luminavi Studios. Oh, thank you, Bella G. Yeah, so plugging, uh, we are shamed, not, we're not shamed, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Shameless. Shameless plugging, yes, over. <laughs> and now we will talk about the next topic in blackness, which is <clears throat> the Bill Cosby conviction. <sighs> Bill Cosby. Well, I like, like I always say, I don't put nothing past nobody. So, yes, you're shocked and surprised because everyone keeps attributing these actors, these people, and their characters to their personal, uh, you know, characteristics and stuff. And I have to tell you all, you just need to stop doing that. Because whoever your favorite character or favorite person is, that's not them, okay? That's that just a, a character playing them. Underneath... That person could be a serial rapist, a, a conniving this, or a glutton this, or an evil bad person. Or they could be awesome, and their character is an evil person. Well, you know, they could be a real serial killer. Exactly. I'm just telling you that um, people, we just need to stop idolizing the people and just continue to love the characters. You know what I mean? Because then you won't get disappointed when stuff like this happens. Everyone is shocked. Know, there are some legitimate... Well, we at least... If you really are like gung ho about certain actors or actresses, some of them are pretty cool for the things they do outside of like the um, the acting and stuff. Like those ones who are like really big into different yeah, like movements, social. Like Emma Watson from Harry Potter. Yeah, with her she did like a lot of good her stuff, yeah. um, he for she and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. With her stuff for like girls and women and stuff, so that's pretty awesome. And then like you know, Angelina Jolie's always been. <laughs> Big and humanitarian efforts. Yes, I'm not saying that they might not be awesome people, but I'm just like, like any person, they could have faults, they could have failed, and then they definitely can be somebody that shows some, uh, you know, unsavory characteristics. Or they yeah, could be like Russell all the guys we've been Everybody hearing about. Everybody knows that Russell Crowe is apparently an asshole. Yeah, see? A lot of people would say, I'm just like, you gotta like the work, but don't uh, idolize the person. 
Because you don't know who they are. Like, now, it's like, oh, I hate to, let me not bring up her. No, I will. Beyonce, for for instance, she's an awesome, I give her such props. She's a diva extraordinaire. She's a great performer. One of the greatest performers we have in this time. I like her work, you know. But I don't know Beyonce. Whatever her last name is, though, Carter now. I don't know Beyonce Carter, like the person. I don't know how she is or who she is, but I do like her work. And so when she, if something unsavory comes up, I don't get surprised because I'm like, hey, she's a person. I'm not putting it past nobody. So with Cosby, everyone attributes to the Cosby character that he was on the show to his personal life. And now we're finding out that's not how he really was, you know? Um, so... It's sad because it's like our, you know, our facade is like broken, you know. It's... But that's what happened. You can't put people on a pedestal. Exactly. These are that's all my, real people. Point. And honestly, people, if you dig far enough and it's hard enough, you will always find something. Yes. About anybody. Yes. Anybody. And so they could all be doing stuff. They could all be. We need to have grace as well as, you know, some space for, for oh, like when that. they can do that. Grace and space, y'all. Grace for when we know and we find things when they do something else in space. We're like, they are human. They might not be doing the right thing all the time. Um, and so, but in this case, he definitely apparently was convicted and found guilty of doing something wrong. Which, I'm, I mean, I'm all about the Me Too movement and women. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm right there for the women that are speaking out. Now, I know that people have been giving the Me Too movement a backlash because... They are feeling like a lot of these women are now just coming out of the closet because they want some book deals, they want some money, they want some attention. And unfortunately, there might be some like that, but I don't want to discredit the movement because why this kind of thing has been known to have been happening and it's been known that most women do not speak up about it. I feel like it's fine for them now to be coming out. I'm not surprised you can hear so many stories because it's been swept under the rug. It's hushed up. Like, even Bill Cosby has had a person... And Trump has a person too, Mr. Cohen, that's actually gotten, he got his whole room raided by the government. They have, these powerful men have these hush money people, you know, set up in place just to quell these things from coming out in the media and stuff. So when they do some stuff to a chick or they do some stuff to somebody, they get somebody to push it down and make it go away. That's the power of money and wealth and, you know, power really. So now that the women are like, you know what, screw that, I'm going to come out anyway. Then you have to be like, ah, she just wants a big deal. I don't think that's right. But, I mean, for all the women that are coming at these men just for publicity's purposes, you going to get yours soon. But I think if, I don't know, for, for this stuff about Bill Cosby <laughs> to come out so, so much um, and the evidence coming out and stuff, I don't think it's about them trying to take a black guy down. I just think like, hey, if it's this late in the game, it's like, you must have done some of these things too often in this payback time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you did, own up to it. For sure. Yeah, so they're saying now that he could get um 30 years in jail and spend the rest of his life, because he's already 80 years old. And I know how that looks like. How oh, you gonna put an 80-year-old man in jail? I'm like... Well, he never did any time for it. Yeah. If he did well, 80 years worth of, of damage, <laughs> you know, 30 years is actually not that bad for 80 or let's say 70 or let's say maybe 60 because, yeah, you couldn't have been starting that, <laughs> that early with doing stuff, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. But what do you think, Whitney, about this Cosby verdict? The wife, there was a quote that on, a, on an article I saw that says, the wife calls it like a lynch mob, and she says it's like mob mentality, like it's mob justice, not 
real justice. That was a quote from Camille, his wife, about the conviction. I, no, I, I, well, like I said, I'm not the more, you know. Yeah, but you can have an opinion. On it, but I feel like if he got convicted, it was because there was evidence. There's a, cause you know, people say there's a such thing as being exonerated in court, but mm-hmm. being crucified by, you know, the media or by, you know, America or something. And sometimes it, you could be convicted for both. Mm-hmm. So it might be true. Maybe he is, you know, mob mentality for that. But is it warranted? It could be, as long as it's not like actual physical damage. But if it's mob mentality damage to his reputation, Maybe it's deserved. Yeah, because I'm apparently he's also been like kicked out of um, he's been kicked out of the academy. Um, well, I think so if you've done things. all these things, uh, that's the least. Well, <laughs> it's I mean I don't blame people because they want their organizations or brands to be you know far removed from things of ill repute. Let's call it that. Mm. You know, so that's. Automatically, when any of these celebrities or people do something bad, immediately what the first thing they lose is their memberships and their uh, their ad, um, endorsements. Endorsements, yeah. Because they're like, hey, we don't want anything to do with that. We don't support those things. Just the fact that you can say that this has been happening, uh, and then some of the Cosby kids that have acted on the show have actually come out to be like, oh yeah, we saw incidences of of maybe not the sexual stuff, but. The dark side of Cosby. Mm-hmm. They saw these on the set after the fact. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, you just didn't say nothing. Because why? Well, you didn't know that he was always bringing girls back and drugging them and then having sex with them and all that kind of stuff. You know? And he was still trying to do it or something. I don't know. But I'm just like, hey. I feel like if it came out this late in the game, it must have done something. You know what I mean? I don't think we should just totally, like write it off that oh it's just they trying to bring him down because he was like he was just chilling the first time you know anyway yeah anyway so we're done talking about the top well i have one thing i wanted to say okay still with regard to that all right we're back sorry guys i figure nobody wants to hear me hawking and flaming all over the uh, (laughs) podcast but what i was gonna say is like you guys should check out um this netflix series called 13 reasons why Mm. That is, it's a, it's an amazing series, but it's like, it's one of those ones where you have to be really like in a good space to handle the content mm-hmm. because it's about um, a girl who kills herself because she was raped mm-hmm. and you find out, um, you know, different things, you know, different people who contributed to her making the decision to commit suicide, but one of the things is, like, before she finally does it, she goes to, like, this counselor, and he's not that helpful. He essentially is almost, like, telling her, like, well, you don't really have anything to show that he did it, and this is a prominent mm. guy, so mm. you might just have to kind of get over it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you think about stuff like that, and think about the repercussions, the consequences for the victims... You keep telling these people, well, you should just, you know, keep it to yourself. These are the kind of kind of consequences you can have. So, yeah, like we were talking about this earlier, Bola and I, and it's like, it's, it's not just about the perpetrator. It's about the victim. Mm-hmm. 
It's about some type of some type of justice. And it's because of the timing. Everyone was like also like, why is it now that these girls want to come out when the time has passed for some of this stuff? And I'm like, it's just for that reason. Because why they didn't feel comfortable. There wasn't courage for women to talk about that. They kind were of stuff. suppressed. They weren't exactly. heard. And sometimes that's all people need is to be heard. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, the, the statute of limitations might have passed for some people, but like it's it's about being heard. It's about being believed. So that's just, that's all I wanted to add in there. But um, we'll throw that like a link to that in the uh, show notes as well. You guys mm-hmm. should check it out when you're in a good space. If you're <laughs> in a dark space, do not watch this. You yes. got to be in a good space. But it's fantastic, though, guys. Check it out. Yeah, Thirteen so now reasons why on Netflix. We are going to go on to our main topic of discussion: Avengers: Infinity War. Can you just put some sad music under this part because the overall reaction? Uh, I was traumatized <laughs> at the end of this movie. It's a great movie, but I was traumatized. No lie. Oh, this sorry, movie. guys. Uh. Spoilers ahead, by the way. Yeah, so if you have not watched Infinity War, please do not listen to this You part. shouldn't even click this link. Pause the podcast, yes. and then, you know, come back to it later after you have actually yes, watched. In fact, just while mid-podcast, just go watch the movie, then come back and listen to the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay? But, yeah, so back to this. And I still think we should have some of the sad music playing. <laughs> some violins or something. Because it was so traumatizing. And the movie was great. I'm not going to lie, it was great, but the stuff that went down, the amount of people that died, oh. And you know, that's one thing, I didn't, uh, like, when we went to see it, me and Bola and one of our friends, Kimley, Kimley asked me, it's just like, did you cry? I'm like, no, I didn't cry. I usually only cry at Pixar movies. (laughs) But uh, it was funny because I think another reason I didn't cry was because I didn't cotton on to the fact that these people had died. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were like, I don't know. It the way that they like they the turned kind of, to dust and it was yeah. like it wasn't even only that they died, it's like they he like disintegrated. Yeah. And he eliminated them. But it from was being. painless. So to me I didn't like quite get the fact that they died. To me it felt like they were being almost like teleported or something like that. It was it the way that it was done, I didn't like sometimes I'm just slow. Maybe if I had watched it a second time. To but. me, it looked like they were being erased from existence. That's what made it so painful for me to watch. Because it was like, it was almost, because, you know, it was like, well, for those of who prescribe to the Christian faith, it was like, we believe, you know, God had breathed his life into us and out of the dust. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, and there's a, 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 a verse or a quote, it's like, from the dust you came, from the dust you return. Something like that, hmm. I think. Oh, Lord. Anyway. I don't remember if that was a Bible verse or a quote from someone else, but it's, so it's almost like, you know, if you prescribe to that belief, it's like, oh, they went back to the dust. So they went back to their original form, you know, formless, without life. That kind of thing was what was getting to me. And I was just like, no, the different people that existed and the people we love. By the way, some people just did die, not at the hands of Thanos doing. People died like just earlier on in the show. Uh, in the movie. Ah, or I found it, it, by the going, way. What Ecclesi- was it? Ecclesiastes 3. All, uh, oh, sorry. Ecclesiastes 3.20. All go to the same place. All come from dust, and to dust all return. Exactly. So Ooh, it seemed very... I know, that's a good um, one. But it seems so 
um, I don't know if final was the word, but it seems like, it, to me, like I said, it seemed like they were eliminating them from the existing. Ah, that's, that's a why, good way of, yeah. That's, that's why, that's... The, with the disintegration, and like, like the bodies gray out and then turn to done, they would just disappear. And I remember when Black Panther had disappeared, looking at Okoye's face, she was like in shock. When he was, she was just like, because she witnessed it, and it, that's how I felt mm-hmm. when I was looking at all of them, because I was like, the, the eyes wide open, the mouth agape, just looking like you just see someone who's right there and they're talking to you and then they're just like, come on, to nothingness. Yeah. And there's no body, there's no something, there's nothing left of them. Yeah. I, that was crazy to me. I could not take it, to be honest with you. I could not. Yeah, First that's of all, why it was so traumatizing. And then it was like, after all that, and, you know, everybody's dusted, mm-hmm. or half the people were dusted. It's like freaking Hamlet, guys. Everybody was dead at the end. <laughs> um, it's just like, and then the credits come up, and you're like, what? The credits weren't even nice. And you know how in Marvel movies, they always do some awesome, like, credit arts. And, you know, just, I love the way they put the, the I love the way they do ending credits now. Where they like actually have the names come up for the main people, and it's like some cool thing that some kind of cool thing goes some on kind of cool design that goes with the movie. Yeah. yeah, and so I always look for that. This time there was just nothing, just the black blackness. It's like no, there's nothing to be happy about. Exactly, and I mean the last word of the movie was "Oh God" from uh, Steve Rogers, uh, Captain America. That was the last word of the movie, and everyone's just like, "Wow, we lost." We really lost. Thanos got all of the rhinestones, and we lost. And like half the people we love are gone. Yeah. By the way, the, first of all, I just should have known what kind of movie this was when in the first like twenty, no, first ten minutes, uh, Loki dies. Oh my god, I love Loki so much. That mischievous little imp. But I didn't want to make him like that. Like the one that like kind of traumatized me the most. I was actually Vision dying. Oh my because gosh, Because everybody y'all. else, like, disintegrated, so it didn't look, like, painful or anything. They just kind of, like, like, Spider-Man, he was like, I don't feel so good when he was, like, disintegrating, but it didn't look like he was, like, in pain. But, like, when Thanos, like, ripped the Infinity Stone out of Vision's head, and he just, like, fell down, and you see it's all grayed out, and his eyes are just, like, gray and stuff, I was like, oh my god, that's, like... What was so terrible about that scene is that you have this love... Uh, this is one of the topics we want to talk about. Oh, what God, I like. yes. You have this awesome love blossoming between um, Scarlet, Witch. Scarlet Witch and Vision. And I'm, I'm all for it. Droid love is good, I guess. And I still remember talking about how that was going to happen. But it transcends that huh. particular thing. Um, it transcends that. And we're not going to that. If y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, but... um. I love this love connection that they had, this love, really, that they mm-hmm. had for each other. And so it was an agony, agony that she had to... First of all, like, everybody was trying to protect Vision in the first place because why? He had a Mind Stone. He was the only one on Earth that had one besides Doctor Strange. He was already in space, another place, with the other Mind Stone that was on Earth. Right? Oh, no. They, I mean, it wasn't the other... Um, the, the Time Stone, sorry. The other Infinity Stone. Thank you for correcting me. Um... But then you see her, like, everyone's like, go, you gotta do it. You have to destroy the Mind Stone. Destroy it, destroy it, destroy it. So that he can't get it, right? So she goes through this agonizing uh, choice, decision, to destroy the Mind Stone, the thing that's keeping the one she loves alive and there. So she goes through that, puts all her power into even, like, trying to stop him as well. 
For and she to... actually held him off, which was pretty badass. Yes. Thanos is like Trey powerful, especially because he already had like five mm-hmm. Storms, including the Power Stone. So yes. for her to have been able to hold him off while she was trying to destroy the Mind Stone was like girl power. Girl yes, power. Scarlet, you did a good job. Yes. There you go. Mary Kate Nash's little sister. You're doing awesome stuff, Miss Olsen, okay? Miss yes. Olsen. <laughs> but um for her to go through that and then he just went because he had the time stone. He just went back in time. Well, he didn't Maybe. go back in time. He reversed time on that specific moment, right? Mo- that you, the time stone, it's not like you're turning back. Because, you know, most movies, when you turn back time, you're turning back time for everything and everyone except for you. Mm-hmm. With the time stone, you can turn back time for just, like, specific things. Like, mm-hmm. in Doctor Strange, when he just turned back time for the apple, mm-hmm. nothing else was affected. It was just the apple. So Thanos directed it just at where Vision mm-hmm. had been and brought him back. So it, it, he didn't turn, sorry guys, I just wanted to clarify that. He didn't turn everything back because everyone was like watching him mm. F up everything by yeah. turning time back just on Vision so that he was brought back. So he could get the stone. And so it's like you had to watch him die twice. Yes. It was, it was terrible. Because it took so much for her to be able to even do that in the first place with how much she loved him. And then you're going to bring him back and then rip it. Out uh, and oh, one thing he said, like, remember when Vision was like, you know, you have to do it. He was like, you never, you could never hurt me. He was like, when you, um, when you touch me, all I feel is you. Mm. And I was just like, so he was like, when you, if you do it, I just, yeah, I won't, it won't, it, it won't be painful to me because it's you. All I feel is but love. when he did it, it was vicious. He, yes, oh my god, it was just vicious and. Oh. Scathing and yeah, which brings up just like a a theme that uh, Bola had pointed out, which is sacrifice, love, and sacrifice. Because another one, which didn't go down the same way, was Star Lord and Gamora. Oh God! Because when she made um, when she made Star Lord promise to kill her if she ever got captured by Thanos, Mm -hmm. because she knew the location of the Soul Mm, Infinity Stone, Stone. the Soul Mm -hmm. Stone. And she knew that he would get that Thanos would get it after out of her if he ever got her. So he made she made uh, Starlord promise to kill her if that ever happened. And eventually he he did promise. But then in that scene when Starlord's got his gun pointed at her head and Thanos is basically like taunting him like, "Are you gonna do it? You can't do it." And he finally he does pull a trigger, mm-hmm. but bubbles come out because yeah. he's got the reality stone, so he can like just. Change, change reality around it's him. It's a weird stone. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It's, you, you think about these kind of things when they make this kind of like, oh, the stones and, I'm not gonna lie, I don't ever think reality is a, one of the stones, one of the things you would pick to be as like power, time, space, all sound like something, uh, those big forces that you need to control or that need to be protected. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even soul does and time, mm-hmm. time, space, soul, is there a space stone? Yeah. The Tesseract was a space one. Oh, okay. And Loki in the pattern. I guess you can control space. Because I would have thought that, to me, the reality the stone is what I would... Okay, maybe matter. Maybe reality reality stone is best equated to, like, matter. It can change matter. I think of, like... Sorry for this, like, really weird parallel, you guys. Uh, but Pixar's Inside Out, when they tried to take the shortcut to get through and they were like turned into different like mm-hmm. things into like Picasso looking things mm-hmm. and stuff. To me that's like 
kind of what the reality stone does. You can just like change. Yeah, or I guess there's perception because reality's. I don't know. Is not really pers- I don't, no, not necessarily because I think he changed the actual makeup of whatever. So you can like bend reality. Bend, yeah. Bend reality to your will of whatever you want reality. So exactly. it's like, oh, that gun really has bubbles in it. Yep. No, no more bullets. Yep. So, yeah, and so, and that, I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another sad death. That, well, there were two types of deaths. The ones that were irreversible, we that we know they're not coming back. And the ones where we like, we have no idea what's going on. They have to fix this in Infinity War 2. Just so you know. Um, And Gamora and Loki were among the two that were like, no, they are not coming back for any more movies. Um, And so, to get the Soul Stone, um, What's his name? Thanos. Thanos had to sacrifice what he loved, he loved most. And that's where I really wrote this thing down because it was like even Gamora herself was looking at him. She was laughing um, and mocking him because she's like, you love nothing. But in his weird, twisted way, he did love her. But I'm like, yo, you didn't because you were willing to give her up, you know, just to get well, the stone. That doesn't mean that he doesn't love her. You think so? Yeah, because look at look at how many people like yeah, how many people suspect. get murdered, and what are the most like who are the usual suspects? It's usually someone, a loved one, mm. crimes of passion they call mm, it or whatever. Yeah. So that doesn't preclude mm. people from doing some really and I mean think of like just things that happen just like regularly in life. People get at who can hurt you most? Mm. The people who love you. Yeah, it's true. I just thought it was messed up. Because it, was it was like totally messed up. Yeah, apparently, he actually said shed some of his little thug tears. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the um, the I guess it was called the Dark Curse from Once Upon a Time that the Evil Queen cast because she loved her father. Because at first, when she tried to cast the curse, she tried to sacrifice her horse, but it wasn't good enough because you had to like. Be, oh, it had to be something like, almost equal. So you a, a horse like the most. Yes. She did really, really love her horse, but it just was not enough. Mm-hmm. She ended up having to sacrifice her father, who was like mm-hmm. the one person in her life who had ever always supported yes, her, always so truly bad. loved her. But the thing of it is, like, he actually kind of volunteered. He was like, if this is what you need to be happy, to heal, to mm-hmm. be satisfied, satisfied in life, then do it. Yeah. And she did. But and it reminded me of that, like, Except for Gamora didn't volunteer, you yeah. bastard. And I was just like, and the funny thing was, I was thinking about how, because we're in the scene where they were going to this place to get the soul stone anyway. It was like a mountain they were climbing. And it was almost like, um, I was almost like, I, I remember I had the image of um, Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. It was when God asked him to sacrifice him for, him, for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, sacrifice his son Isaac. And it was like the trek up is a father, you know. He Thanos claims to be a father of anyway. He claimed to be the father of Gamora, but um, and he also just kind of stole uh, her from her, her home country and uh, destroyed like half the people. So yeah, but it reminded me of that image, but it didn't end the same way, you know. It was just like uh, you have to sacrifice her, and he did, you know. Mm-hmm. There was no ram in the bush. There was no other person that could take her place and it was almost like because she knew where it was it was almost like that was her destiny almost like she was definitely gonna die 
for knowing about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that struck me a lot. And I was just like, I can't believe he killed the girl. Gamora's gone because of that. So then I was like, does that mean there's not going to be a, a Guardian of the Galaxy 3? <laughs> Who knows? You know... Most of the people in the her. most of the characters in the Marvel universe have died like three, five times. You're not a Marvel character if you haven't died at least two times. Mm, I just wonder if everybody's gonna come back because they're just gonna reverse everything. There will probably be there will probably be some people who legitimately will be just gone, gone. But huh? Yeah, I don't know. Cause can uh, you talk about how Chris Evans looks so hot? Oh, with the liveness. He, oh, he that just, beard. He looks so sexy. He looked the best I've ever seen him. Yes. I loved it so much. I was like, when he was in the shadows, when he was helping Vision and um and Scarlet, I think they were in Scotland at the time, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie, when he was just the, the, the shadow and the outfit, he was like, he wasn't, he was like rogue Captain America, <laughs> you know? Mm. And therefore, even hotter. Yes, so sexy. Yes, because of the ruggedness of the beard. Oh, just look yes. good. Oh, Ooh, Lord. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're blooding out with the men's. <laughs> I forgot to mention that about Miami. Anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I like that he came back. Um, I did feel it was kind of messed up that um, him and um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. I didn't know. Him and Iron Man could not even get to the point where, like, this was a big deal. And Iron Man could not bring himself to contact him. But he was going to, but then he got, like... Are you sure he was going to? I felt like he really, really Remember, he was, like, he was about to dial, Mm -hmm. but then, like, the whole stuff stuff with the... Yeah. But the thing is, he was about to, but you're not sure. You could always be like, "Mm," and then change your mind. You could. But since and it was actually up. Banner that actually, that contacted him, Banner contacted him. He did, but Tony was about to because I mean this was the end of the world. He wasn't going mm-hmm. like he was like oh shit's hitting the fan. And we saw Pepper Potts for like a second. So I'm not gonna lie. After Iron Man three, I mean not Iron Man. After uh, Civil War, I was like, are him and Pepper Potts over? No, it seemed like it was because you didn't watch Spider Man. Ah, that's why. Okay. Yeah, they got engaged in Spider at the end of Spider Man. Oh, that's and actually, why. I think in uh, by Infinity War, I think they were already married. And that's bad transmedia watching you guys because if you want to stay engrossed in the world, you gotta know what's going on in all the planes. So I did not watch um, Spider Man Homecoming, and I definitely and should. it's awesome. Oh my god, that's like such an awesome movie. You okay. really need to see it. I need to watch that one. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> um, what were some of your other favorite moments? Ooh, um, girl power, you guys. Yes, yes! This, uh, I don't even know what the name of the villain is, but, Her name was, um, Carrie Coon? Okay. From what I saw online. Okay. Only reason why I know this is because I was looking at Winston Duke, a.k.a. my husband, he don't know yet, um, (laughs) who plays M'Baku. I, I just follow him on Instagram, like, stock. Anyway, anyway. but, um, (laughs) he was, um, putting, he was, he put in one of his stories that, uh, Black Panther was nominated um, for several uh, fight scenes for like a Choice Award thing. I don't know if it was Kids' Choice or Nickelodeon mm-hmm. Choice Awards or something. But um, he was pointing it out that they had Black Panther and him, his fight, Mbaku and and Chad and, and T'Challa's fight mm-hmm. was nominated for best fight. But I also saw on the list mm-hmm. was an Infinity War fight, mm-hmm. and the main fight was. Um, the one that was nominated was uh between Carrie Coon, 
uh, Okoying, who was played by Gina Kuhn. She was the girl, the only girl of Thanos's like. Henchmen. Oh, was that the actual character's name? That's what it said because it was like I knew it said it was from Infinity War. Huh. It's I'll show you. It said it was from Infinity War, and so the only time I remember that you had Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, and Okoye fighting one person was that girl. Okay. Yeah, so it said all of them versus Carrie Coon. And I was like, is that her name? Because that's a weird name for some alien, but whatever. <laughs> um, and so that fight scene was awesome. And I love, that's how you love, that's how you love, that's how you love um, uh, my girl, Okoye. Because as soon as Scarlet Witch came down to do some stuff. She just used her little powers and the no big rolling things just like disappeared and kill a bunch of those nasty things. And she was like, what was she doing up there the whole time? She's like, why wasn't she down here when this was going down? You know? Because she's protecting vision. That was such a black thing to say. Like, what was she doing up there? She got power. Let her come I loved it. That fight scene was awesome. That was awesome. I was almost too much to see. I just loved it because I was like, squeak! Kicking ass, kicking ass, and taking names. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. And it's so interesting because Scarlet Witch turned out to be like one of the more most powerful ones. Mm -hmm. Because look at the way she was like dominating as soon as Mm -hmm. she got down there. I love her character. Actually, she is awesome. Uh, She's been blossoming since then. I wonder how Quicksilver would have done if they had let him live. Um, But alas, they did not. Anyway, he was hot too. Yes, he was. Yes, he the was. actor Aaron Johnson. He was hot. But um, as Quicksilver. But she's just been blossoming since she's been part of the Avengers. Yeah. You know? She has. Um, she hasn't gotten, like, a whole lot of, like, screen time as compared to, like, a number of other characters. But when she's been on screen, she's been really compelling mm-hmm, character mm-hmm, to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like watching her. I notice exactly, that. Exactly, I yeah. pay attention to her a lot. Yes. I like all the characters. And I have, there's not a single character I haven't liked in the Marvel Universe, except for the villains. <laughs> you know, don't really care. But there's, like, most of the characters, I love them all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, even the side ones. Um, so... For what was I getting at? I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, her. Yeah, so to see her and watch her, I just. But for some reason, with her, I just start paying attention. Yeah. Something about her face and the way she does stuff, and I even like her little witchy hands. And she's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's like she developed that as her style, in which her power comes. Out. Her power seems so immense and awesome. Yeah. You know. That she does need to... I can get why they were fighting over about her in Civil War, about containing these big powers, you mm-hmm. know? What about Banner not hulking out in this whole episode? Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Oh, my God. The, it was, you the guys, Hulk got his butt whooped near the you, beginning you guys, by Thanos. Was, Thanos, like, <laughs> smeared the floor with him. So <laughs> then, anytime Bruce was trying to get himself to hulk out, the Hulk was like, No! <laughs> the time when he gets his butt whooped that bad he's like no but he didn't come out oh well he was in the yeah he was at the very the, beginning yeah you're right you're right that was like, a messed right up scene Loki got, like, oh yeah um, I think his name is Ramdell Ram the Aegis Alba's character like just dying in the first five minutes Hemdall Hemdall yeah I was pissed 
was like, not my sexy, no. But the eyes and the eyes and the bifrost and, and the eyes. I'm sorry, but yeah, the, the scene where it's like, <laughs> um, when, when, uh, when Thor gets rescued by the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, and funny. then they're on there and he's talking about um, when they split up. He's like, uh, Thanos hasn't faced me before. He's like, yes, he has. He's like, he's never faced me twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thor is so foolhardy with his like, he's so, has such bravado and confidence and he's just, I love that. I know. And when, uh, when Star-Lord was trying to, uh, to like, <laughs> He made his voice deeper so he could sound like so, Thor. First of all, can you just go back to... Um, I have to give Marvel props because not only did they do well with the storyline, just managing that many characters... Oh my god, yes. At once, and that then having true. a fluid story. And you have this war happening on several planes, several... Um, and not feeling like, every, like any one character was just like a... A throwaway. A throwaway. Yes, that is that is amazing to have done. Yes, and I was like in awe. I was like, how did they manage to weave the story that way? The intersections, like they managed to, like, okay, we're gonna have, um, we're gonna do Thor scene, and then we're gonna have them run into the, the, um, the Garden of Galaxy guys. We're gonna have Iron Man run into um Spider Man and um and Doctor Strange. We're gonna have um. Captain America link up with all the Wakandans. You know, like they did, they they just put it together, and then everybody converged in one. And Thanos was doing his thing as well. Yeah. And Ooh, can I bring up another like another girl power thing? I just want to talk about Black Widow. Oh yeah, she Black was Widow ass. has no powers, and she was kicking ass against all these aliens. Things. Oh I'm Lord, like, that, you, that is some real girl I power there. It. No powers, but Those just things. just wiping the floor. And the fact that you even came. Because me, I don't know about y'all, but me, if I don't have any power, I'm like, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going. It's such a black thing to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh-uh, I don't got enough firepower. <laughs> like, y'all can do all that. Like, Hawkeye, was that even in the movie? <laughs> I remember, then I told my sister, because I had read a spoiler. Um, I had seen a glimpse of a, of a spoiler in somebody's um uh, Instagram story. By the way, don't ever do that, y'all. That's just dumb. Like, don't do that. You know you've seen the movie. Nobody else has. Don't just put, like, a spoiler thing up where you just show that everybody died. I remember I didn't look at the faces. I just saw the words died everywhere, and I was like, I switched off of it real quick. So I didn't know who died, but I, I knew somebody was gonna die. Mm-hmm. A lot of somebody's. Exactly. Later did I find out that many somebody's died, and I was like, no! But I was mad because me and my sister were speculating about who could it be. And she was like, oh, it's Arrow! Arrow! And I'm like... Arrow. There, is, there is no arrow. There is no arrow in Marvel. You were talking about D. That's DC. You were talking about Hawkeye. She's like, yeah, that one, that one. He's gonna die. I was like, why would you think that? She's like, he's not important. Why? And I'm like, just because he, you don't find him important, doesn't mean he's gonna die. <laughs> and he wasn't even in the movie, so he <laughs> definitely didn't die. <laughs> so I was just, don't do that, y'all. Don't don't put spoilers up in in your. That was very, you know, just not nice. Um, but the fact that all those characters were there and then they ended up dying, I was just like, I don't know how Marvel, like, gets away with doing this, making something awesome and tragic at the same time. Like, I don't get it. I was, I was 
thoroughly perplexed after watching this. And I was I like, they're going to fix this, right? They're going to fix this, right? is what I was. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to need so much therapy. I needed therapy after that. <laughs> and I was like, the word, you know, the one that made me really, the one that hit home was when Peter died because he was like, I don't want to go. I don't know, the way he died, you're just like, oh. But I was actually more pissed when Black Panther disappeared. I was like, yo. I was like, what about Black Panther 2? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sure you will wear the Black Panther suit. Because yes, we don't know what happened to her. Point. She got knocked out at one point, and we don't know if she disappeared or not. So um, that's crazy. <sighs> I can't wait to see what was going on in Wakanda after. Like, I can't wait for a Black Panther 2 so we can see the after effect. Because she, Okoye was like, when I remember when they were talking about gathering everybody together. And they were, like, listing off who was going to be available for the war. Mm-hmm. And then she had brought up the border tribe, but she said, what's left of them? And I was like, what does that mean? Are you talking about the ones that, like, got hurt in combat? Did some of them die? Did they get cast out of the Wakanda? <laughs> I would you think know? that maybe some of them died during that battle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, I mean, they had a good number of them during Infinity War because they had, you know, the shield stuff. Mm-hmm. At the beginning when they were like... I know. So that's what I saw that. And all of, all of that stuff was awesome. But those evil, nasty alien things. And I hated when they were like all converging and moving too fast. Ugh, I always hate when too many of the same thing are like... Ugh, it just bothers me. Like, you don't like the wax stuff. I don't like that. Like, don't get... I don't want to see a bunch of flies all oh, in one thing. It's not wax specifically for me. It's unnatural movements or un, something that's too close to being human without being human. Yeah, the, that creeps you out. And me, I don't like seeing all too many things of the same thing all converging on top of each other. Mm-hmm. I don't like it of any kind. There was, like, a commercial about a pill or something. Mm-hmm. And the pill had, like... For some reason, in the, there was a graphic uh, as part of the commercial where like a bunch of boxes like converged on the person, mm-hmm. and they were all like moving on them. I could not watch it because it was creeping me. I hate looking at stuff like that. I was like, take this off, take this off. So it disturbed me. I hated all those alien things, and they were moving so fast. But the problem was they were so dumb. They were killing themselves trying to get through the border. Like as soon as they were getting in, they were sliced in half, and I was like. This is dumb. Well, it's some of them got some, through, though. Some of them did, but the other... I guess they got through on the holes that the the person... The other ones made. But it closed up, though, after mm. some of them got chopped. So it's just sheer numbers, which is what, I guess, their strategy was. Like, this is our cannon fodder, mm-hmm. essentially. Oh, God. It was just so terrible. Yeah. All to get a vision. I remember I was watching something today about the theories about the movie, and they were talking about how... Um, the whole point about, they were saying a thing that they saw was a one life matter. It was mm-hmm. like, they were fighting that whole one life to save, the whole the whole war just to save one life, which is vision. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep vision around, keep vision alive, not having to let him, you know, die. And then, um, I think he had said something too about how Gamora's one life mm-hmm. was what was needed for Thanos to get what he needed. And um, also about how Nebula... Just to save her her sister, Gamora, mm-hmm. because kind of she probably knew what Thanos was going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knew. She knew that uh, Gamora knew where the Soul Stone was. Mm-hmm. So she knew that the guy was crazy. So she knew what was happening. So she was working. As soon as she got put back together, she was like, no, I'm going to get Thanos. We're going to kill him. We have to stop him mm-hmm. just to save Gamora. But they were too late, you know? Yeah. Um. And so I saw that theme and I could see it because it's like, you look at it. It's like, yeah, they really were all trying to save Vision. And a lot of stuff happened, you know. But 
it, of course, they were also just trying to stop Thanos from becoming that powerful mm-hmm. with all the stones, you know? So, that was just something interesting that I saw that I liked. Yeah. The fight scenes were awesome. There were so many. There were. You can't even talk about them all. They're yeah. Just all great. But we did love the girl power one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I actually liked the one between Thanos and and um, Doctor Strange. I loved how that one went down. Doctor Strange used like he was he was fighting in tandem with uh, Peter Parker and uh, oh, but the section where it was just him fighting, I thought it was, when he I like multiplied so himself and stuff. Yes, it yeah, that was Naruto. pretty cool. I thought he was gonna do it. I was like, oh, this is sweet. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I was like, this is awesome. It reminded me of Naruto because Naruto he has his, I think um he has his little clone thing that he does. I forgot. I used to know what it was in Japanese. I used to know. I used to be like. Oh, Kage no Bushin? Kage no Bushin? Anyway, it was Shadow Clones is what mm-hmm. it's called. And so he would make so many of them and do so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it reminded me of that. But he had all his little lassos on that guy and it didn't really work. But I like how he's bending reality to stave off some of um, Thanos' attacks and stuff. Yeah. And then the guy, like, brought a moon down on them. Like, oh, he really, he literally took a moon from the planet and just... <laughs> I was like, this guy is too much. He was too much to handle. Way too much. Yeah, but I mean, did it seem like, did it, were there any actors or actresses that weren't in this movie? Seriously, everybody was there. Even if they weren't there for long, like M'Baku, he wasn't there for long, but he was, he was in there. But I'm like, people who weren't even in like Marvel before, like, uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones? The, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, what's his name? He's the Hand of the Queen. Sorry. Oh, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know. Sorry, give me one second, you guys. I will figure he. I will figure out who it is. He is Peter Dinklage. Mm. Oh yeah, the guy he was, was in the there. dwarf. Actor. He was, yeah, he was the dwarf on the, he, that made uh, Thor's axe. You know what's funny? He was a dwarf, but he was like larger than all of them. Yeah, it was so crazy. He was a giant dwarf. Yeah, it was a, but he was in there. I'm like, where are all these people coming from? Yeah, and I felt for Thor because like his whole family, his whole everything is gone. Like, exactly, and then he talked Thor about movie. his best friend that died. Yeah, and his brother. I know, and I'm just like, look at it. He had such loss, and I'm just like. Damn, why do I have to do Thor like that? Like, everybody died. All the Asgardians were on there. He was the only one left. I'm not gonna lie. I thought Thor died in the beginning. I was like, they killed Thor and Loki in one freaking scene? Because luckily he came back because of all the space dust that they were just all there. You know, and luckily he was still alive, but I thought he died. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. But let's, um, let's move to... Let's kind of get to wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. So, ending credits, you guys. Anybody who is a true Marvel fan knows to stay to the very end of the movie. You know, some of the Marvel movies, they'll put it like the earlier part of the credits, like a little scene mm. to kind of give you a tidbit of like an upcoming Marvel movie or maybe yes. even the next sequel to whatever Marvel movie you're watching. But even if you do get it earlier in the credits... Still stay to the very end because they'll usually have an additional something at the very, very end. Mm. This time, after the carnage that was Infinity War and the trauma and therapy that they put everyone through, Mm -hmm. 
you get Nick Fury and um, I think it's Maria Hill, mm-hmm. who we haven't seen in like forever. I don't mm-hmm. know when the last time we saw Nick Fury, which I am a, f- I-, I love Nick Fury so much. I love Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. period, but I love him <laughs> as Nick Fury. And I was like, Nick Fury! In a car, and then, you know, they see you see them driving and it's like, they run into this other car, and the reason it is is because half the people on the planet are disintegrating. Mm-hmm. So you see this plane going down, and these cars, like, they crash into the car. They get out to look and see what happened. There's nobody in the car because yeah. they're disintegrated. So then uh, Maria Hill, like, disappears, and Sam Jackson's like, man, what's going on? And then he, like, has this little... It's like a pager. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was going to say. Like a pager like, beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah. And he's like typing something in, like typing a number in, and as he's doing it, he starts disintegrating, and he's like, oh, shit. But then, like, he disintegrates completely, but before, like, as the beeper, like, drops to the ground, you see that the number has gone through, it's sent, Mm -hmm. and then you see a symbol appear on it, and now, granted, I'm not as familiar with Captain Marvel, and maybe not as many people are familiar with Captain Marvel, but... People are probably aware that there's a Captain Marvel movie coming out next year, you guys. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. she's going to be the first headliner female oh, superhero yeah. for the Marvel she's Universe. Which is kind of sad yeah. that it's taking this long. But anyway, we're getting a female well, DC with Wonder Woman. They had the best best one. It took them long enough. Well, not well they, DC. they really had that one. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Shade to the DC. Yeah. <laughs> they did only have that one. But anyway, it's um the symbol people were once some people who weren't familiar or didn't know like about the Captain Marvel movie coming up were wondering, well what's that symbol? And it's Captain Marvel's symbol. So it's like a preview that the next thing to look forward to. Yeah. In addition to the thing that said Thanos will return. Of course he will, because everybody else is dead. But Yeah, him and his God complex happen. Like why is it why is everybody's solution the villain solution is like let's just kill half the world and create balance. But you know, it's interesting because you remember like when we still Bola and I went to the same university. We both went to VCU, and we both actually we took one class, maybe two classes together. We did yeah, astronomy, astronomy together, together and but then we, we research had, writing. Um, research writing. Yeah. And the teacher that we started off with, he didn't actually go through the whole semester or something. Mm, I think he had a personal. Sick. Okay, yes, right? sick. Mm. So we got a new teacher, and this new teacher during one of the classes, he talked about the difference between logic and reason. Mm. And I remember the example he used was he said. Uh, so let's say in Scotland, the potato rebellion or whatever it was, there's not enough food for everyone. So the solution is to kill half of the people. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that logical? And I was like, no, he's like, actually it is logical, but it's not reasonable. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because Thanos, his solution was a logical solution. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a reasonable one. Because mm. logic is just based off of, I, I guess you would say, just like cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Just if this is that, the problem. Yes. yeah, doesn't take into account ethics, morality, anything. Mm-hmm. Reason things. takes into account those type of things. So his solution was a logical solution. And I think it was born out of a type of desperation. Mm-hmm. Because he had seen his entire planet, all his people die. So mm-hmm. I guess... You know, that type of trauma will do different things to different people. So he felt that what he was doing was for the greater good. Mm. But we know that, you know, it was the road to hell. It was paved with good intentions. Yeah. 
And of course, torturing people, he didn't have to do a whole... But again, he was trying to get to this greater good. He thought that anything, all, anything that he needed to do would justify that end goal, which to him was saving the universe. And because balance, yeah. Yeah, because he said there's not enough for everyone that there is. There's a finite number of resources in the universe, and there's too many people or beings mm-hmm. in the universe for these finite number of resources. So the solution is to kill off half of all of existence, mm. and then there will be enough left for everyone else. Yeah. And then he point that's one of the things he pointed out to Gamora. She was like, you killed yeah. half my people. He's like, and you killed my mother too. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, but if you, if you go back to your planet, you'll see there's plenty of this. If my mind, your planet, it's a paradise like, now. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but you did kill off a bunch of people. Like, people died. Like, yeah. So mm. it's interesting because he wasn't... That's a nice point. He wasn't evil for evil's sake. He had a re... He believed in his cause, mm. and he believed it was for the greater good, but the means was not... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it looked like, at the end, he was like, what did it cost him? It cost, it cost him, him everything. everything. And he even said... So, like, what are you going to do? Just, like you said, he's just going to sit there on the sunset and watch something, just watch the sunset, and I'm like, but what are you going to do after that? Yeah, and I know earlier in the movie he said, sit in the sunset, and, uh, 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 I think, didn't he say something about absorbing the appreciation of the universe? I'm like, oh, nobody's going to appreciate exactly. you. Exactly. Nobody's going to appreciate you. We've got some Kanye pills up in there. No, cut that narcissism down. Because nobody's going to be thanking you for nothing. You just, anyway, probably throw everything off whack, to be honest with you. But that's, but on, all in all, we loved the movie. It just was very traumatizing. And, <sighs> and my heart, I have to, like, woosah if I watch it again. Because I probably will. Because I did like it. Yeah. It's just the ending was like, tra- no, there's a lot of traumatizing parts. There's yeah, a lot of- all through. There was a lot of fighting, so it's like a lot of people got hurt. Where I was like, I remember I thought Iron Man was gonna die at one point. Yeah, and I was like, Are you trying to really go for the jugular right now with all my peoples? But they just got injured badly. I love when Thor came back and like with a hammer. Yeah, like a new axe. Like, yes. Ugh. Oh, anyway, it was just some awesomeness, you guys. Go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah, and hopefully, what, what, what will we give it? I would give it an eight or nine out of ten. Me too, because it's a decent, decent film. But just the, I think it's more than the decent stuff. I just... think it was a really great film. It's just the ending was so traumatizing. Yes, and then I was not even satisfied <clears throat> with the ending clip or anything because I was just like, this does nothing to satisfy me about what just happened, what I just saw. I wanted it to be fixed. Even like even in the theater, everyone sat in their chair because they're like, oh no, we have to see another scene. Like not a lot of people got up. Because some people do. They don't care about the scenes at the end. But everyone was, like, in confusion. You could just hear the chatter among the audience members because they're like, what was that? And now I got why a lot of people on Instagram and stuff were, like, not that pleased with the ending of the movie. And you're just like, whoa. But it's I get interesting for the Captain Marvel part because from what I understand, like I said, you guys, I, I am not as familiar with Captain Marvel as far as Marvel characters. But apparently she's supposed to be, like, one of the most powerful beings, mm-hmm. like, not beings, because she's actually human, but she's part Kree, mm-hmm. and that's how she's so powerful, but she's, like, one of the most powerful Marvel characters, like, yes, in the Marvel Yes, I want to learn about her now, because I'm like, can she take on Thanos? Her by herself. Well, she won't be by herself, but... I think that she's going to be the, the, I think the reason why it was her, the, like, her symbol at the end on the beeper thing is because she's going to be, like, the, the saving grace. But, okay, this is the last thing I will bring up. 
you remember Doctor Strange did say that if it came down to protecting the stone or uh, Iron Man and, and Spider-Man's lives, he will pick the stone. Yes. Yeah, he readily gave the stone away. But that, but he gave the stone away after he looked at all those different futures, though. So, so to I feel me, like, it's like somehow it t- it it plays into him having Tony alive. Plays into how they, in the end, would be able to defeat Thanos. It's not even about that. It's just like since he has <laughs> seen all the ways. I remember actually, Doctor Strange actually did disintegrate in the movie, so he died too. Mm-hmm. But he said it was the only way. Yeah. So it's like so he must have million, known. There was only one way he saw them actually winning. Mm, that was some bad odds. I, when I saw that, I was like, well, "That's some bad odds right there." Yeah. But so there's, I feel like there is hope in some of this because I'm not gonna lie, it looked kind of hopeless at the end of the movie, and I was just like, "What is gonna happen?" And this is because I I didn't even know that there was gonna be an Infinity War two. I, I just thought you... Infinity War is gonna be self contained well, in one movie. Maybe it's not gonna be called Infinity War two because if you look at like IMDb. It just says Avengers. Mm. It says like unnamed or something Avengers movie for 2019 because it's supposed to come out like in May of 2019. And then Captain Marvel comes out in March of 2019. But it might not be called like something to do with Infinity War. So that maybe that's why people weren't aware that there was going to be another Infinity War because maybe it's not going to be called Infinity War. It's going to be another Avengers, but it'll... Maybe it'll have a different title. title. Okay. Subtitle. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. I just hope that Miss Marvel. Well, I know her. Captain Marvel. Because there is there's another character that's also called Miss Marvel. Oh, okay. Actually, it's oh. Jean Grey. Oh, okay. We're um, one of her other names. I hope she can do something because I'm I'm really like scared. I'm like, well, come through, girl power. Come through, girl power. I really want my people back. When men want to come into the universe and destroy everything and just f stuff up, what does it take? Mm-hmm. A woman. I know. Hey, girl power. Girl power. Yeah, I want to tell you what I want. What I really want. I'll tell you what you want. What I really want. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to really, really, really want to see. That's why you my blurred sister. Yeah, girl. Uh, anyway, but I know her movie is gonna um take place in a different time, so it's a yeah, that's gonna, gonna be an origin like story. The eighties or nineties. That'll be fine with me. All right. So um, before we close out, guys, let's just do our. We have a had they been black segment today. Yes, we and do. It's because oh, when this you, movie. <laughs> Trailers that we saw. Yeah, a trailer right before Avengers Infinity War, and it was for Adrift. Yes, and Adrift stars um, Shalene Woodley, who we've seen in The Lead Girl in Divergent and A Fault in Our Stars, and Sam Claflin, who has been in The Hunger Games, and Snow White the Huntsman, and Me Before You. Um, those are just some of few of his uh, really uh, well-known movies. Um, and so with Hunger Games, he was like, um, I forget what his name was, but he was basically the the really good looking one that had the sphere, of oh, sphere, that had the spear. Or um, shaft or something. Yeah, he ended up dying in that weird place, but he was one of the, one of the ones that won and who had the girlfriend that he kept trying to get back to. Um, anyway, so look him up, he was in Hunger Games. But there's a movie that they're doing, and this is it's called Adrift, and it's actually based on a true story. Now, me and Whitney were watching this trailer, and basically the story is that two lovers went out 
into the middle of the ocean sailing and what? A big storm knocked them off course and they were stuck in the middle of nowhere. I guess it's it. Well, it's hard for me to tell if it was a sailboat or if it was a yacht. It looked like a, it, it had sails. I so I guess it was a yacht. A, yeah, yeah, it was a sailboat. Because they're small yachts. Yeah. But yeah, it was a sailboat because it did have sails. Mm-hmm. And so basically, um, like I said, the big storm comes, knocks them off course and they are like stuck out in the middle of the ocean, not knowing what to do. The the guy is all broken up, bruised up. She had yeah, to go get him. Yeah, at one point you see this wave. It looks like it's like a mile high. <laughs> and then yeah. a tiny sailboat. It's not like one of those sailboats where you just take it out just for skimming. It's a large sailboat, mm-hmm. but not like super large. Not like yacht size yacht large, but you know, it's mm. not tiny. But it is not going to, you know, stand up to this two foot, I mean, sorry, like, mile-high wave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, I was looking at this movie, and basically, it is, like, a romance love story. Um, I think it's very interesting that it um, is about, it is from a true life story, so kind of a, like a biopic. But me and Whitney were looking at that movie, and we didn't see me like, oh, no. 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 Because why? Black people would not be out there in the first place. I'm like, what exactly. you doing all the way out in the middle of the world? There would be no movie. Because we'd just be like... That book's not, not big enough. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm sorry. I'm not going. Now, how they did black, there would be no movie. There would be no need. They'd be like, um, no. They say, I'm going to need this book to be like twice the size. I'm going to go two, two. The most maybe a mile out from shore. Exactly. And come right back. Exactly. You're not going to see me in the middle. If I can't see the shore, I'm not going. It's WPs. WPs. That's what you always sure see. Sure to be on a cruise ship because you can't see it. But I still feel slightly wary about that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. cruise ship is big enough where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. But no, no, not in a little sailboat. We would not. And I'm gonna post the. Tra- uh, um, I'm gonna post a link to the trailer so you guys can see the craziness of this movie and the things that they have to undergo, uh, the things that they experience. And for people, real people to experience this, I'm just like, yo, y'all are y'all are too adventurous for me. I'm like, come, why can't y'all stay in the coast like just you know don't go out too far you know we're sailing all over the place and then we're getting lost not being able to communicate with people you're getting like you know hypothermia and all that kind of stuff I'm yeah not you're about not that communications range that's crazy i'm just i don't why I don't would you it. go far enough where you can't even get like coast guard doesn't know where you, there's like they were talking about like there's a thousand mile radius or something <laughs> for them to search in order for them to even find them once they know that they're missing i'm sorry and how do they know they're like, missing if you're not a communication range and how do people know if you're missing because they're like yeah. oh well they're going to be out of range anyway if black people can't see the lifeguard we ain't going out that far okay <laughs> yeah so, that, that movie, I, we were looking at it, but we were just like, no. no. <laughs> we both looked at each other and together, we're like, no. no just no. <laughs> so, that's our segment for Had They Been Black, and that's our show for this time. Yeah, that's it. All right, peace out, you guys. Love you all. Have an awesome day. Keep blurting out. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to our show on whatever podcast listening app you use and share the show with other blurred and non-blurred family and friends. And if you like our episode, please rate and review us on iTunes. The intro and outro music is Twilight by Caption. You can find them on SoundCloud, the username Caption, spelled C-A-P-S-H-U-N. The show notes are by Bola Hansen, and the audio engineering is by Whitney Booker. And you can contact us by email at blurredtalkbw at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to get social, you guys. You can find us on our social media at Instagram and Twitter with our at handle being at blurredtalkbw. And we've got our individual things going on too, y'all. So you can find me, your Blurred Fashionista, on Instagram and Twitter at Bola Story B. 
That's B with two E's like the insect. And I've got my own personal YouTube channel, just Bola Sade. That's B-O-L-A-S-H-A-D-E. D is in dog, E is in elephant. And this is Whitney. You can find me at my company, Luminavi Studios. The email address is wit at luminavi.com. That's W-H-I-T at L-U-M-E-N-A-V-I.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Luminavi Studios.